You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, we should note that we are filming this right after the game. So, obviously, we don't know who's getting the game ball, but it has to go to Watson, yes? Yes. Absolutely. the game-defining moment, yes. Okay, just wanted to check and see. And then you can give, like... I don't know if the game ball goes to Watson, give like a, a pylon to Matt Amendola. You know, (laughs) you know, you know, under normal circumstances, we would have already talked about because the offense struggled, but Patrick Mahomes in a struggle made a couple of absolutely bonkers throws the McKinnon touchdown in which he Superman dodges the guy on the way and then flips it underneath all pro defenders to get a touchdown not to be underscored by the Justin Watson touchdown because did you see how his body was, was running when he made that forward. throw? Running, he was running, running so forward. Blessed. Yeah, oh my gosh. Because they didn't play great. There were problems, and we can talk about why there were problems for a minute. But he still made some of those plays where you're like, well, you're a freak. Like, that. that's not normal. They definitely lose this game if it's just a quarterback two rungs below Mahomes. Because in those moments, let's say everything else is the same, everything's created equal, the plays break down the same, but it's just a different quarterback standing there, they lose. Because they don't do what he did there on either of those passes. And look, Herbert did some of that stuff too. That pass, after he was already holding his ribs down on the side, was also incredible. But still, it's just like, the offense struggled, but I I refuse to at least not acknowledge, before we talk about the struggles, that Mm -hmm. Mahomes still did some stupid things that are just impossible and shouldn't be done. Well, Cody, as you mentioned, offense was a little off tonight, especially after what we saw against Arizona last weekend. What were our biggest concerns? Offensive line? I mean, obviously there's none of the receivers showed up. So Juju wasn't like this big factor we thought he was going to be. Sky Moore was non-existent. I actually thought McCool Hardman had a catch and route that I don't think he had made at any point in his career. That third and 10, that eventually led to a touchdown score. That was after the, the the turned interception. I don't think there's any other time in his career that he runs that route, settles in, makes that low catch, and converts the first. But the offensive line, after giving up the most pressures in the NFL in week one against the Cardinals, struggled. And I think the reason the offense struggled is because the card because not not just because the Chargers did cover two, which they did. They dropped everyone back, they did cover two. But in addition to that, they could get pressure with four guys. So they could drop all the defenders back and still get pressure. So, I, I mean, I thought this offensive line was one of the five best in the NFL. I thought it could be the best in the NFL. Through two weeks, they're kind of getting beat like a drum a little bit. Mahomes is back there limping after multiple plays in two consecutive games. I guess out of any of it, the offensive line is probably the most concerning thing to me. Yeah, it's weird because some of it felt like I was – Mitchell Schwartz, who's always like a great person to follow during these games. And he was tweeting about the fact that it just looked like miscommunication, like especially in two guys we were so high on last year, Trey Smith and and Creed Humphrey. There were just a couple of plays where it it seemed like they were doing something different technique wise. And the guy next to them, I don't know enough about offensive line play to break it down for you, but that's what that's the part like the communication part like this is the same exact offensive line as you had out there last year you think that the communication and the sort of connectivity of an o line would only get better with time so 
I don't know if it was something the Chargers were doing. I get it. They had Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa. Like, that is no joke. It's probably the best one-two pass rush combo in the NFL. So do you think this was a one-off because it was the Chargers? But they just got pressured against the Cardinals. That's why you can't call it a one-off, right? And I guess the Cardinals, it could have been because they blitz. I mean, I'm not like just writing off the offensive line. I think I might need to reevaluate the position that is they could have the number one offensive line. Bosa single-handedly wrecked the entire offense for the Chiefs in the first half, right? Like, he was a menace. He was everywhere. Yes, and yeah. it's also worth noting, again, I'm not trying to give him a pass, but Joey Bosa might be the best pass rusher in the NFL. Yeah. Like, yeah. he gets to sit at that table. But, but it did look very similar to when the Chiefs struggled last year. Now, that being said, they still scored 27 points. It's not like they just put up a goose egg. They still got touchdown drives. But it was like the combination. Like, I know we make fun of Pro Football Focus or those sites that say near interceptions for Mahomes. But the ones tonight were more near interceptions than any of the other ones we've made fun of before. There were some very questionable passes that deserved to be intercepted. Okay? And the one down with the illegal contact, it's probably illegal contact by the letter of the law, but it's a fringe call or that one was a pick. More than I've ever felt, the, the fringe interceptions or near interceptions tonight, they, those were very real. That was, that was not a good game from Patrick Mahomes. Like if Pro Football Focus came out and said he was the ninth best performer when we get through Sunday, I'm not going to be as quick to mock it, Nick, even though he had a pretty good completion percentage. He didn't technically throw a pick, and he threw a couple of touchdowns. But the offense was out of sync again. I'm going to hope that it's just the Chargers, and in a couple of weeks or you know, a week and a half when they play the Colts, it won't look that way. But you know, tonight was kind of it, – it harkened back to those games in the middle of last year when it seemed like the offense wasn't in sync. At what point are we going to talk about the Travis Kelsey power slam? Oh WWE in the house. I what that was wild. Well, I thought Derwin James is very strong. <laughs> yeah, because Travis Kelsey's Travis a big Kelsey's boy. huge. So, what exactly is the rule against slamming players to the ground? I think well, that should be a flag. It felt illegal. It looked illegal. I did well, not the, like it. His fall got kind of broken, I think. So it wasn't a direct slam into the ground, but the whole idea of like lifting a player up and sort of throwing him down, I thought, I mean, I've seen that get flagged before, but I don't then again, think, I don't think you're supposed to be able to do it, but maybe they were just impressed. Like we were like, Ooh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, also oh. it's tough to cry foul over calls because the chiefs got bailed out by a few flags yeah. that probably couldn't have been thrown or should Although in have fairness. Been on, uh, yeah. And on the chargers first touchdown drive, I don't think that was a hold that ended up eventually leading to what would have been a field goal that led to a touchdown. It wasn't incredibly officiated. So, you know, like I get it. There was like multiple interceptions overturned by penalties, but some of those were penalties before he threw the ball. I don't blame Mahomes for throw like of the five near interceptions. I think three were real ones. Two were Mahomes threw the ball because he'd known he'd already won. So to me, that's, that's different. Okay. So do you guys think that the offensive woes, are most directly attributed to the offensive line? Or was there any part of you that was saying, oh, okay, like this kind of reminds me of last year and unlike last year, early in the season, right? When they couldn't really figure out how to go against what these defenses were doing. Did any part of you say, man, this, this is sort of one of the questions that we had before the season about what this offense would look like without Tyreek and all these new receivers and... Like that, that was sort of maybe your, your fears being uh, justified. I, I, is, is that a factor at all in this one? Like, are we going to be thinking about that going into the next game against the Colts? 
I think this was a really good performance week one hangover. I'm not worried based on what we saw last week. Um, I think there, I think there was added pressure with it being the first home game, with it being the first primetime game on Amazon Prime. In a short um, week, especially too. in a short week, divisional especially game with short week. divisional game, especially with how this divisional game went the last two seasons at home. So I'm just chalking it up to nerves, and I think we're okay based on what we saw against the Cardinals, even though obviously they were not the team that the Chargers are. I know what we're capable of doing, and I have full confidence that they'll turn this thing around against the Colts. I guess this you could make the argument like this is when I should worry about the weapons, but I don't know, man. Those weapons just scored 44 points and then 27 points. So on aggregate, it seems like it's going fine. But one of those, one of those was a, <laughs> a pick six. Oh, right. that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but I know. But when we look at the the points per game, when we get through 17 weeks, Nick, we're not adding up every time the defense puts them in a good position or any time the defense gets a score, right? I mean, at the end of the year, the thing we talk about is how many points per game did you score? And right now they're scoring 35 points per game. Like, I, I know that in this one, we know that they only scored 20 points on offense and it wasn't a good performance. Um, Where was Juju? Great question. Last week, we thought he was the top guy and this tonight he was pretty quiet he was invisible like there were parts of the like it's one of those games where you kind of forget about a guy and then like halfway through you go wait a minute where's that guy the number one wide receiver juju finished the game he only had three targets three catches for 10 yards Woo! it's not great like no, and it's mean, not guess- just the numbers. It's not just the, the the raw receiving numbers, but he had three targets. Meanwhile, Nicole and Clyde each had four. Kelsey had seven. You expect that. Marquez Valdez Scantling had seven. Like, do you think this was a, a case of the Chargers saying we're going to take this guy away? I mean, I think there's probably some factor of that. There's no reason to think that that's not going to play a factor because. He's the only guy to take away that isn't named Travis Kelsey, and you kind of can't take Kelsey away to a point. So, but that's the point about what I asked earlier because, like, w- last trust year, the other guys. Well, last year you had to pick your your poison. There's very little you can do to take both Tyreek and Kelsey out of the game. So, if Juju is just a smaller step behind, and now all of a sudden, hey, we can take one of your top two targets out of the game then it puts a lot more pressure on all those other guys, on Marquez, on the backs. Kelsey's always going to get his. I'm never going to have concerns about him. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of those other guys where it's like, okay, you might be called upon a lot more than we were expecting if teams are able to sort of slow Juju down on certain days. I think some of that, Nick, is probably in relation to how they were having to play after they couldn't get anything going offensively. So like, they just had to play closer to the line of scrimmage. That's why you see more for Noah Gray or all the passes to Clyde Edwards-Alaire or all the passes to, you know, we talked about that last week with like the Broncos, right? They didn't throw a pass to the wide receivers until the second or third quarter. Some of it is just that. I mean, some of it is just the way that Dean played you and the way it is. I have a hard time thinking in this exact moment that I'm ready to just pin in on the weapons yet because it felt like it was more about the offensive line tonight for me. Well, speaking of offensive lines, not the Chiefs, but the Chargers, Herbert, obviously we saw in the fourth quarter in a lot of pain with taking that big hit, going out for a play, Chase Daniel comes in, wasn't expecting that to happen. Then he goes back in, takes another hit, could barely throw the ball, 
towards the end of the game until they make that run. What, I mean, obviously we'll find out what happens um, post game. We're obviously recording right now, but what's that going to do to the chargers going forward? I mean, they did say that, I mean, I don't know. Staley's claiming that he thinks it's fine. Although he is also claiming that it's, you know, it's in the rib or side area. I guess this is one of the, the perks of Thursday night football is they'll have a full week to get him ready. Honestly, like I, I'm already, I already think that Herbert's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. That moment tonight, I know they lost, but that that's enough to convince me that he is just built for it, right? Mm-hmm. He, they should have taken him out of that game. They almost got Tyrod Taylor killed with their medical decisions two years ago. They should probably just try not to get their quarterbacks murdered. And he shouldn't have been in that game. That throwaway, it like hurt my inside to watch him attempt it. My wife, who watches football, certainly, she understands that it's not that. <laughs> But if she is like calling out and be like, what's going on here? Like, that doesn't look like normal football. Like, if even you recognize, like, it's not good. It's not, it's not, it's not right. They shouldn't have left him in the game. Mm-mm. But it, as long as it's not a serious injury, it doesn't change anything other than the fact that I think he's a tough son of a bitch, I guess, because it didn't seem like he had any business being in that game. Well, he wasn't is that even inter- moving. Yeah, he wasn't even moving his left arm when he left the field after the game. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. That was a that was a hell of an in there. But by the way, that interception he threw wasn't really even on him. Like no, it looked it like it was route. a miscommunication. Everett went the wrong way. So like, and we could talk about interceptions. Which by the way, I uh, just saw this quote: Patrick Mahomes is currently speaking to the media, and uh, he starts by saying, talking about the dropped interception that he threw. I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember who the, for the Chargers dropped it. Uh, he said, quote, I'm sure PFF will have me at a low grade after that one. <laughs> I said Our Petty it. King returns, man. I love Dude. it. Petty Patrick Mahomes is the best version. Yes. The more hate, he's like, he's like mean and fire him up on the field. He always seems like such a nice guy. He never says the wrong thing. He always answers everything in 10 second clips. But every time he does it like that, you know it. Because like uh, last week on his press conference day on uh, th- or this week on his press conference day, someone's like, hey, man, um, we didn't ask you after the game, but. You were holding up the number four. Uh, who who was? Do you remember what was happening on the field at that time? Or was I was like, did I do that? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Like 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 that wasn't a clip that we'd all witnessed live and in person in that moment. Like what? I couldn't. So it's just like anytime he takes these little shots, I love it. I love Patrick Mahomes being that way. But that's how both. Like I walk out of that game thinking both those guys are still that. This is I, like. You know, I guess I'm the only one in this group with kids, but for my kids' perspective or any kids that are my age or a little bit older, this is the rivalry you will care about. You won't care about the Raiders or the Broncos or even the Bills or like any of these other teams that might be good in the moment. The rivalry that you will get up for the most is this one. It's two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, no matter how you rank them, two of the top five quarterbacks. Nick and I think it's two of the top two quarterbacks in the NFL. Like watching Herbert play through that injury, give his team a chance late, even though they had no business being in that game. Watch Mahomes make his throws, all those things. The Herbert stuff is just a good reminder that he can still do those things. Because that throw, when his ribs were already maybe broken, and he throws an absolute dart down the middle of the field for the eventual game-tying score, that was incredible. By the way, can you play with broken ribs? Like, you won't yeah. miss quarterbacks I might be harder. Yeah, I mean, just just wrap it. You're fine. There you go. Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> Bill Rivers actually did play with that for a little bit. I think they do like the flak jacket sometimes, or just like stick it in it. But I think sometimes 
I think it'd probably be a bigger deal if you're like a mobile quarterback, but because he stands down there, I don't know. He can probably play with it. 